it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today, as always, is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation. It is Scott. Scott, we are coming off. We are coming off of one of the best AEW pay-per-views I think we've seen. Double or nothing three. Yeah. Um, this, this may... This may be one of the best pay-per-views I've actually ever seen. And I say that maybe with a little bit of favoritism, only because the crowd, 100% back, and you could feel it from the first moment. And I, I swear I had chills for the first two hours, because the chance... Just anything that the crowd did, it just it just intensified that feeling that things feel like a little bit more normal. And God, it was great to watch. But I think I think the crowd said two things. A things get back to normal. And B despite all the shit people give the product, I mean AW they got some – there were matches where it didn't stop. Right. Like, so, there were so many moments. I'm just like, all you could hear was the crowd going and going and going and going. Yeah. And it's just like, things are getting back to normal. But also, yo, this is this, – this shit's mad now. Like, it's <laughs> – Yeah. This crowd had four hours of energy. It's like they all pounded some energy drinks before they started this show. Because they started with the pre-show match and completely lost their absolute shit with the last match of the night. I don't think they calmed down at all. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, there were we got we got plenty of moments here that we can we're gonna talk about here shortly. Uh, just before we do so, if you guys haven't, uh, we have our pre-show, um, or the go-home show for AW Double or Nothing Three. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, check out, you know, what Scott and I picked. You know, we had an interesting, uh, pretty an even night, it's, uh, it, if I'm remembering correctly. Yep. Yeah. We tied once again because, of course, we did. 
Because <laughs> they didn't want one of us to have all the glory. No, of course not. No, that's right. So if you guys want to go, make sure you check us out, Palm Bean, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. And we're on YouTube, so you can watch Scott and I's face for a good hour and a half. On a podcast, we said, oh, it's going to be shorter. Yeah, definitely. It's not. Nope. <clears throat> so we'll just kick right into it. First and foremost, 7.30, we had the buy-in, the pre-show. Uh, NWA women's title uh, match, Serena Deeb taking on and defeating Rio by submission. The to go off your statement, even the pre-show was like pins Fire. and needles. Fire! Oh my god, the crowd like that first that <clears throat> first pop for Riho was just insane, and then they didn't let up for Serena Deeb, and they were on they were all fifty fifty until Serena just went full heel, and I'm just like yes, yes, embrace the dark side. And the crowd was still like, boo, we hate you. And then five minutes later, go deep, go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Man, that, that just set the whole stage for the night. And it just did not let up. No, it did not. It did not. Um, I mean, I mean, going right into it, we had Hangman Page, Adam Page taking it on and defeating Brian Cage. This was, I did not expect this to be the opener. I didn't either. But boy, did this deliver! And we called it exactly how it ended. We we knew down the down the line how it was going to happen. And can I tell you, we had some good pops for people tonight, but the one for Hangman, I think, would be number one. Yes, it was. Oh my God! And even he was taken aback too. He came out and he just screamed, and he's just like, "Whoa, fuck, let's go." <laughs> Yeah, no, this was this was kind of I think what you and I expected too. It was like a you know you know upper upper bill you know just the almost like a hoss match. Uh, you got some kind of cool spots. Um, Brian Cage going to do a buckshot lariat and miss it. You know, yeah. little little. And Hangman hitting the F five. It's just like yep. all right, I, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Yeah, and it was a fire way to open up the the night. And like you said, it didn't stop. Following that, we had the Young Bucks taking on John Moxie and Eddie Kingston with the Young Bucks retaining. This is so even at, especially AEW. Um, there are all good matches. Like I was expecting all these matches to be really good. Mm-hmm. This one was one of those where okay, this is gonna be good, and you're like. Wow, oh. this was better than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be. And I thought – I had no doubt in this match was going to be, you know, bad. Like, I was just like, this is going to be a good match. But this was incredible. Was. Everybody had their moment. Moxley yep. and Kingston didn't stop wailing on, you know, Matt and Nick. Yep. You know, Matt and Nick's chemistry of mocking their tag team partners is – it makes you hate them. Yeah, exactly. They're doing a wonderful job as heels. and Yeah. It's the, they're they're starting to get to that point where you you need to have like the crowd needs to have somebody beat them, but the young bucks are always going to find a way to steal the win. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get to such a fever pitch that whenever a team finally beats the bucks, they're <sighs> right to the moon. Easily. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely 
pumping all this momentum into him. Um, because I'm, the, at that point, you know, when they do finally lose those titles, people don't care who they're losing them to at one point. It's just they want them gone. Yeah. You know, good old sports hate, hate, hatemanship. I'll call it hatemanship. That's fine. Yep. You know, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, following that, we have the Casino by Royale. Um, this is the, probably the only match I thought was weaker than um, I was expecting. Yeah, there was some some definite awkward moments, um, like uh, uh, <laughs> Matt Seidel slipping yet again. Yep. <laughs> Getting himself and eliminated. Um, Max Caster looked like he accidentally got eliminated almost. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, there was a, there was a co- couple of those. Um, but... The surprise, the to-be-announced, the Joker, was none other than the man of the hour himself, Leo Rush. Man, I'm glad that my neighbor behind me was working because I yelled so loud. <laughs> man, what is that was I, I that was a nice surprise. Um, he obviously, unfortunately, didn't last too long, but. It, still, I, I loved I love surprises, and it's not obviously not the only one we got tonight. <laughs> we'll talk about that one a little bit later too. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. So with Leon, you know, Leon Rush, Leo Rush, wow, Leo Rush. It's after midnight, he, folks. It's totally understandable. <laughs> he was one. He was actually one of the few people who, again, I haven't watched. I didn't really watch him in the WWE. You were more familiar with him, mm-hmm. but like. The name right now is on fire in the indie scene, yep. and I did that. That was one name I didn't even think about. I didn't either. Yeah, that was a complete and utter surprise, and I was expecting somebody from Impact, like Sammy Callahan, or Moose, or because we talked about him, or talked about both both of them during our our pre-show. So I was under the thought of somebody from Impact, not somebody from MLW. You know, somebody somebody who's worked with New Japan. So that was. Again, here comes the forbidden door, opening up to yet another company. So, is he a, is he with AEW now? Is he just the one night? Who knows? But it was real nice to see Leo Rush on national television or national cable pay per views again. No, it was good, and I was actually surprised he looked. So again, when he was Bobby Lashley's hype man, I don't think I ever watched him wrestle. Yeah, he didn't wrestle really on the main roster, and if he yeah. did, he was kind of in the 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 honestly in the jobber role, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but but here he got to see some of his talent, and he pretty decent. Yeah, there was some some mishaps with that um, second rope stunner that he does. Normally, when I've watched that, he's been flawless with it. I don't know if it was just a miscommunication with Matt Hardy or just he landed wrong or. So it wasn't it wasn't pristine, but I've seen him do better. So obviously I know he can do better. Um, so I mean that's that's just me nitpicking, but still. Um, but that's not even the biggest thing. The winner. Neither one of us called this. I actually didn't even know he was in the match at all. I know we had a few injuries that caused other people to come in, but Jungle Boy has himself an AEW. Heavyweight title shot against the winner of the of the triple threat match that we'll talk about momentarily. I did not see that coming. 
And I'm so happy that we both took the L on that. And I'm completely okay with it because Jungle Boy, he's worked so hard for this. Mm-hmm. And now he has a title shot. And I can't wait to see what happens. When is it going to happen? I don't know. I personally hope that they slow build this all the way to All Out. In September, in Chicago. <sighs> oh, man. It's it's going to be batshit crazy. That's my hope. Whether they do or not, I don't know. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a shocker. There was a there was a moment. So it was I said this. I don't think I texted you this, but when Christian came out, I looked at one of my friends who was sitting next to me. I go, yo, what if they pull an edge from the rumble this year? And it was close. Yep. It almost happened. Yep. Um, but no, there were moments in this match where definitely a little slow. There were slow pace for a rumble. And I think almost in between every two or so minutes, they'd have four people already eliminated. So it was like, yeah, it was. They didn't really let the the ring fill up, which I I guess is okay. But between like the first round and the second round, it was like three people were gone. It's like mm-hmm. okay, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, so so following that, we had the Cody Rhodes and Anthony Gogo match with Cody getting the win on this. Um, yeah, you and you and I made the fatal mistake of it's Memorial Day weekend, and of course George Washington somebody, is wrestling. Yes, right. Yeah, <laughs> completely in the red, white, and blue. And as soon as I saw Cody come out with that, I was like, ah, oh, shit, we <laughs> we done messed up, Sam. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that was the, that was the trump card, Scott. We could have a higher win percentage. We, oh. <laughs> we started off a hot three and zero, and then we quickly were three and two, going, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like Toronto right now, right? Blah, blah. Uh, following that, we had the, and I think I might have said something about this. Um, Mero defeating Lance Archer by knockout. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was this was the monster match I was expecting. Yes, yes, and of course with um, Miro taking a, a cheap shot at Jake the Snake on his 66th birthday during the weigh-in on Saturday, um, and then him eating the snake bag. <laughs> We're like, there can't be a snake in there. And then, of course, Miro texts or tweets later in the night, call PETA. I don't give a rat's ass. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, no, when he grabbed that bag immediately when he threw it, he goes, yeah. I'm like, there's no way they allow him to put that. Yeah. It's like, no. No. But, um, like I said, this was good. This was great. I like how. Yeah, he defeated him by knockout, but that just shows you how tough Lance Archer is. So yeah. didn't tap out. He just went took a nap. It's fine. <laughs> Same. Like we'll be both doing after we're done this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Following that might be might be my match of the night. Okay. Britt Baker 
in Hikaru Shida, defeating Shida by submission to become the AEW Women's World Championship. This was a fight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Part of me thought this match went on just a little too long. Towards the end, I could kind of tell the crowd seemed a little... I don't know if antsy's the word, or... I don't know, it just... It felt like it should have ended, like, maybe five minutes sooner than it did. This was... Still one of the longer matches of the night coming in a little over 17 minutes. But I'm, I'm not going to take away from, from Baker getting the win. This was well-deserved. The match was good. It was physical. It wasn't, it, it wasn't a masterpiece, but it got the job done in a very strong way. Sheeta went out, you know, as, you know, on her back and – you know, tapped out to um, to Britt, and then you have Tony Schiavone giving her a big hug after that. I think the only thing that could have made that moment more perfect, and I know obviously this would never have happened, but as Britt's standing at the entranceway holding up the title, if Adam Cole had walked out and just was clapping as as that happened like you would have you, you want to see an explosion the crowd would have just lost their minds if they that just would pop have happened. Of the night oh my god that would have been ridiculous yeah yeah there's but unfortunately the, the forbidden door doesn't open that wide no it does not no it does not it's a one-way door <laughs> so following that Sting and Darby Allen taking on defeating Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. That this feel was good a- moment. That feel good moment that I that I had a feeling would happen. And I, the transition at the end, where Scorpio Sky goes to DDT Sting off the from the from the the top rope, trying to springboard himself in. Sting catches him. Scorpion death drop for the pin was so smooth. I was like, this man is in his 60s and he's pulling shit off like this. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I thought it was a great. I, I was surprised that they gave Sting the pin. But, yeah, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoyed this match. No, this was this was this was incredible. Ethan Page looked like. The egotistical psychopath that he is. Throwing Darby into his own brothers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that crazy. look in his eyes that like. Mm. You know, it, it was crazy because every time Stig even like hit somebody again, this is. I'm going to recall Hogan and the Rock like Sting. Yep, Sting looked amazing. You know, I don't think he, I mean he probably didn't do it. You know, he probably worked within his limits, obviously because of his yeah. age. But like every time, it didn't mean it could have been a punch, and the crowd roared. Yeah. And that was like when Hogan and Rock, you know, won, you know, back and forth. It, insane. It was <sighs> Sting's back. That's big. The, the you still got it chance was were definitely deserved tonight. Sometimes the, the crowd will do that, and it's like, eh, tonight 
it was it was deserved. Like obviously, who the hell expects a sixty plus year old man diving off a giant pile of chips into a Scorpio and Ethan? I mean, seriously, like what? Madness. Madness. Insane. And it was paced pretty well. So it was. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. So following that, we had the AW World title match. Another example of a match that I knew was going to be good, yeah. but this exceeded my expectations. Yes. Because, you know, again, we always remember Orange Cassidy. You know, he's kind of like the com- – you know, he's comical. You know, he's has a lot of, you know – he has a lot of energy towards him in regards to his status. Mm-hmm. But then when he kicked into, no, I'm going to wrestle yep. mode, I was like, this match is about to get fucking real. <laughs> yep. And it did. Yeah. Like, uh, every, I do like, love... oh. <sighs> Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> just say, every, everything about this match was gold. Yes. And the amount of fakes that you and I both have jumped for... I think we texted one another more times during this match than anything else. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I thought Orange had it. Oh my god, again! It's oh, uh, he's just so he was so um, so wily, just like grabbing Pac, throwing him out of the ring, and trying to pin Kenny, and almost getting him. Just like ah, and then the way it ends, bro, like just Kenny. Pulling it out, pulling it out in the ninth inning, just getting that walk off, roll up, crucifix pin to retain the title and escape after Don Callis, that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh my God, the fuck you, Don Chance for hysterical. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, like I, yeah. That was that was great. I really was... I really appreciated that match. Um, for me, I, I probably would say that one would be my match of the night. Um, just from a storytelling, like oh, it didn't aspect. stop. Oh, it was great. It was 27 minutes long, and I was on the edge of my couch for 27 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they did this again. This was one of those matches where. Even the losers don't look any weaker than they did going in. Right, because even though Orange Cassidy took the pin, he took it after he was trying to make a pin of his own. So it's not like he got hit with the one-winged angel and was pinned clean. It was kind of like a a sneaky pin at the very end. And, and, oh, we caught him. Shit. So, again, but this kind of leaves what happens with Pac now. Pac never got pinned. Does now he have a gripe for a one-on-one shot? I could say that. I don't know. There's, you know, there's... The possibilities are endless. I know. I know. Oh, man. So following that, the main event... I don't know. We got we got a couple other things to mention. First and foremost, uh, they're going back to the touring schedule. Yes. It means they announced not just one, but their next two pay-per-views all out September 5th in Chicago. And I was just talking to you about this. That Wednesday, they're going to be in Boston, and I have those tickets. So yeah. 
whatever happens, I, I texted somebody and oh, it was my one of my friend's wives, and she goes, so I'm new to this. Like, what's what what's a Fallout show? I go, it's the show after a pay per view, and shit happens usually. <laughs> so yeah. I cannot wait. Yes, um, I I obviously will be uh, tweeting that show and. Uh, not jealous at all that you know man. <laughs> not at the show <laughs> and then you know after that we're gonna have uh november 6th is gonna be in st louis you know the ropes guys shout out to you yep um full gear full gear so that's gonna that's gonna come quick but we had one other big announcement that was made before the uh this well we talked about Friday, August 13th, AEW Rampage, 10 o'clock, after SmackDown. Um, <laughs> but we got a new commentator and a new coach. The world's strongest man is all elite. Mark Henry. Man bringing the Hall of Pain to AEW. <sighs> and... I, I, I can't even tell you... The feelings that I felt with Tony Schiavone, you said the world's strongest man. And I was just like, no, 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 no. What? Another lifer, mm-hmm. you think, has defected. <sighs> you know, and, and again, it's. um, it, 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 I, I think it says wonders when you have lifers from. You know, the WWE. Yep. Just going, yeah, nope. I'm going to this other company. Yeah. You, you know, when especially when you're a lawyer like that. Like, if Mark Calloway showed up tomorrow. Forget it. Yeah. Just, that makes me that much more excited for Rampage. Like, Yeah. And it just, it makes you wonder, like, what happened? Like, I know, obviously, you know, Mark Kennedy's career is over and whatnot, but it's like, why isn't he a coach at the Performance Center? Why isn't he teaching the big guys how to be big guys in WWE? What makes him go to AEW? Did he get Vince's blessing like like Paul White did? Did he just say, fuck you guys, I'm going over there? So it's like, I need answers. I need them. <laughs> hmm Will we ever have him? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But looking forward to that. We're going to be starting our coverage that night, August 13th again, Friday. Oh, looking forward to it. Stadium Stampede. This was quite the bout. Yes. Not as long as last year. But just as wild, if not more wild. More entertaining, I would say, than like from an actual fight standpoint. From a comedic standpoint, the first one was better. From a a legit war, this one was fantastic. No, this this felt this felt like almost like I was watching a movie because it was yeah. like the way the character like the characters would like flow in and out. We're gonna focus on this one, then we're gonna focus on this one for a bit, then we're gonna come back around and talk, you know, see what's going on here. It, it was it was fluid. It was very fluid. And I was shocked the way that match ended. I was I like, was this, gonna, this was going to be a Jericho-MJF finish. 
Yeah. But instead, they let the young guns finish it off. And I, I will I have to say, the moment of the whole thing for me was when Sean Spears was in his chair room and the lights just come on and all the chairs are shown and he's slamming the one chair against the ground to get Sammy's attention. I was like, oh my God, this is this is perfection for him. It's so perfect. And then of course he says sometimes a man or oh, what is it? Sometimes some men are born to be buried and he's the one who ends up taking the pin. It's just like <sighs> I kind of feel bad for him because everywhere he's been, he gets buried. And but you know what? Maybe this is a situation where he can be himself, but maybe he wants to maybe he wants to be towards the maybe he just likes to wrestle. Yeah. And that's, that, and that's all good and fine. But now this kind of makes me wonder what's going to happen to him come Dynamite this Friday. Because clearly MJF and the rest of the Pinnacle not going to be happy. Because the inner circle survives. Sammy ends up, is the one who gets the pin on Sean Spears. And inner circle stays. Which I'm okay with that. With taking that out. Um, back of my head, I, like I said on on our pre-show, our um, our go home show, I was like fifty two forty eight, like it was so close. So I'm not mad that the inner circle is still still around. It's just now I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen with Sean, and and I, I I don't want him to get kicked out because he had just got back on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I hope not. Maybe maybe they'll do like like I said. I originally thought this was like the second of a trilogy, and it might be. So maybe. Well, maybe that's that's true. But I will tell you, this whole match, dude, you they were they were grooming Sammy in this match. Like mm-hmm. he, like especially towards the end, the way he walked into the arena and like just took control. I, I was like, they are now grooming Sammy, Jungle Boy, MJF. You know, three people I think you and I have both talked about were going to be, like, staples. Yep. Foundations for the new guard. Adam yep. Page included. So. I uh, I also like the fact that it went full circle with Sammy now being the one driving the golf cart and running over somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's good stuff. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this pay-per-view. Easily, for me, the best one of the year um, for AEW and quite possibly WWE as well. Um, so they definitely made up for everything that went wrong on their last pay-per-view. So we, we have moved past that. That is gone. And now we move forward to All Out in September. In Chicago, one of the best wrestling cities in America. Dear Lord, here we go. <laughs> yeah. This mm, there was the the hype behind this pay per view, which was incredible. And it met the hype. Oh yeah, e- yeah, easy. I, I felt like tonight was WrestleMania Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Like every like like. 
they had I almost like WrestleMania moments, you know, Frankie Kazarian coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, during the match. Um, you know, Leo Rush, like a real like like we had our expectations, but yo, we forgot about him. And I'm just as excited that he showed up. Yeah. You know, Sting in the match. It just moments like the classic WrestleMania moment. Plenty of those happened on this pay-per-view. Yeah. Easily an A plus. Ten out of ten I'd give it for me. Ah, uh, yes. The Scotty J stream uh rating <laughs> my grading, system. My grading system. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna push Dave Meltzer out of the fucking uh That's conversation. Right. Get your get your seven star matches out of here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> This is a Q-rated. Wait, what's Q-rated? I don't know. <laughs> but we love this pay-per-view. Mm. I have chills on my spine because now we got crowds back. And this was an amazing show. We're going to the fucking moon, baby. Mm. That's what's happening. And guess what? Above the Ring is going to be covering that. Guys, thank you for listening. And don't forget, as always, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. That's right. This will be on YouTube, too. <laughs> bang, bang. Um, <laughs> you can find myself as the SLB official and Scott as Scotty J Stream on Twitter as well. We can You can find us on all streaming platforms, including Pandora. If there's one that we're not on, please let us know, and we will get ourselves on there. Also, on your streaming platform, please make sure you like, share, subscri- subscribe. Comment, leave a review, tell people why you think that Above the Ring is the podcast that they need to listen, that you listen to, and why they need to listen to it as well. Guys, Double Nothing Weekend has come and gone. We've got the fallout coming up. We have a wonderful week of wrestling per usual. Guys, thank you for listening. Like, share, subscribe, and as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.